0: You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome!
1: Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. A star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're starting the show immediately because our guest has a hard on at 2.30. Wow. That means a hard out. Like, he has to be out of here in 45 minutes, and I love this guy. So we're starting immediately. I do have one kill me now moment that I have to tell you that this person reached out to me, a theater person, like a producer, and a couple months ago to, to have drinks, you know, wants to meet with me. Mm. And we pick a date tonight at six and this morning um can you do um Thursday instead and I'm like sure but it might be a little later because I have to shoot something that day and then uh, okay and then okay he's gonna give other dates like I didn't work tonight like I didn't put in for fucking spots (laughs) tonight yeah
1: right right shit (laughs) oh god scheduling
0: um Today our guest on yeah. Kill Me Now is the one, the only, Kevin Allison, yeah. who has an amazing podcast called Risk, who uh, has an incredible life that we're going to have to talk really fast. Well, we can have a part two with this one. Oh, yeah. Can we do part one and
2: part two? Sure. Cool. Yeah, because you've are you got a you life. You've got a fucking amazing <laughs> life.
0: Um, Kevin Allison, by the way, um, grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, Kevin. Guess what? So Bill Clinton was downstairs. Oh right? yeah. So Today? I'm I'm always late. Okay. So uh, Hennessy decides that he's going to tell me what you like twenty minutes before that I have to be here, even though I was on time because I'm trying to be on time the all the one time. time. Uh-huh. And I come on time and fucking miss Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh, and I was even I was early. I fucking hate you. Okay, and he might have remembered me from when I performed for him, and I did stand up comedy for him as well. <laughs>
2: I'm sure he knows. All right, me.
0: get whatever. So, so Kevin, you um, just so you know, Kevin started this whole risk thing, but. Was a member of a very successful TV show, yeah, uh, which really put you on the map and also made you fucking mentally ill. So, yeah. <laughs> um, which it can do. Yeah. So, Kevin, you grew up in Ohio, Catholic, Catholic, Catholic,
1: very, very sheltered Catholic. Yeah, and and, and, and and knew I was gay from the beginning of consciousness.
0: Now, that is something I also knew. Yeah, uh, that you were gay. No, I oh. also knew <laughs> that I was gay. I remember way back knowing okay there's something different yeah um i want to put on my father's clothes i <laughs> don't want to play with dolls i want to play with race cars i want to mow the lawn i don't want to do the dishes i you know, get out. not uh, it was just that i didn't there was nothing in me that i'd rather play with the boys and not the girls yeah. you know um And then when you're an adolescent, then you go, oh, but it's different when you're a Jew and a Catholic. Yeah. Well, and also I grew up in a, in a
1: very like working class sort of neighborhood where the kids were kind of vulgar and the kids like kind of knew shit. So kids would use the word fag and gay so regularly that literally I was five when I was like. Oh, wait, that is me. The, right. I am those words. So right. I was terrified. I went to kindergarten, and I was so terrified that people right. were going to find out that I liked boys. And then we're waiting in line to go into kindergarten first day, and someone points to my red hair and is like, uh, "Why is, Why are you orange? And someone else said, Oh, it's red like the head on the dick of a dog. And everyone started laughing. And I was like, Thank God. They're distracted They're by, by the red the, hair. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> They'll
0: make fun of me for right. that. I yeah. love red hair. <laughs> I fucking love red hair. I've wanted red hair always. <sighs> um. So, do you have siblings?
1: I have four siblings. Right, because you're Catholic. Family. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Who was the religious one, your of your parents? <laughs>
1: both both
0: very, really my
1: mother always compared herself and had photos of herself looking a lot like julie andrews in the sound of music right that was an obsession my father is this very my father very sweet actually very much you know like marched with martin luther king right, and right like right. so they were definitely like kennedy democrats right um but as far as sex went Totally, you know, like could I remember I was telling someone this the other day. My mother, when I was like in high school, found out that one of her best friends had been been beaten by her husband for years. No way. And and they were getting a divorce. It was a total shock. And I remember she was driving me to soccer practice or something like that. And she said, you know, I can finally see how divorce might be called for. Wow. wow, that was so outside the scope of what my mom was taught by That's, the Catholic Church that I, it was shocking I witnessed to
0: witnessed her. her evolution. I in that think moment. that the Jesus. amazing part of that story is that she was driving you to soccer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was my front. That Rally? was my front. Were time. you a good <laughs> soccer player? I tr- no, I w- I was one of the f- what do you think a fullback? So I right, was just right. kind of standing. I played field hockey. <laughs> I played field hockey in
0: 7th grade. Um uh, so you're in uh Cincinnati. No other siblings are gay. No. And no. what's your gay thing? Like uh like what did you turn to? Like, kids now, of course, can go and look at gay characters all over the place for ways that they can have a life. You know, it's interesting. Like, I... Charles I, Nelson Riley. no uh,
1: go ahead no I was big into listening to musicals as a kid right, that, that right. wasn't it like I discovered Jesus Christ Superstar when I was about seven
0: I love Jesus you know oh I started God. playing Jesus Christ Superstar on the piano at like you know eight or whatever and my and I was like I don't know how to I, like I loved it and my mother's like and I'm like how how how, how does that sound very nice and like little did she know um yeah, yeah so, I
1: remember I that was my favorite song right and once i was performing i was being crucified on the floor you know and performing it for myself and one of my brothers walked in and started making fun of me and i was so upset that i took a penny and scratched that song off (gasps) the record and then it was like look what you made me do to what i love right and it was very clear uh something's a little dramatic so about So, What kid.
0: number are you of these children? I'm these number four children. of five. Okay. Yeah. Is I'm, five a woman or a man? Uh, uh, Girl woman. Or boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. And the two of us fought like cats and dogs and, and are now five? the closest. Yeah. Right. Four and five fought like what cats and one, dogs. What are one, two, and three like? Um, Well, you know, it's interesting, like, my brothers both are on, you know, one in New York, one in San Francisco, it's my sisters who stayed home, so I guess, you know... In Cincinnati. Yeah, like, one of my sisters is quite liberal, and the other is, like, maybe liberal in her general beliefs, but still very, very Cincinnati, you know, very, very traditional and
0: homey. So, um, were you popular in high school? You know, it's interesting.
1: I actually was. I, I became that class clown thing Ooh. in order to make right, the weirdness within, okay? So
0: it's called a coping mechanism. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: My journal was passed around. I went to an all-boys high school, St. Right. Xavier High School. My journal got passed around when I was in junior or senior year. Wait, and it's, how did they get it? Oh, Fuck. someone just... Ripped it off or something like that. You, the Jesuits had you keeping journals for your spiritual growth, you know,
0: and for them to jerk off.
1: Yes, probably. And this was just loaded with stuff about being gay, and someone some honorable, upstanding young man brought it back to me. He was like, I I got this away from some guys to give it to you because there was enough, like, I was big in the musical theater program, so enough people kind of liked me to be on the defensive for me.
0: You're in Catholic school. Yeah. And... You know you're gay. Yeah. Now, were you ever molested by? No. You, you know it's Don't you feel bad that you weren't? No. Sorry. Right. Go ahead. Well, it is hilarious. I even went to choir camp at the right. Royal
1: School of Church Music, where you, you were know, asking for it. No way. There are stories in the papers right. I've read about since right. then about some of the places where. But yeah, and it, it's interesting, like. I joined this choir group when I was 10. Uh, the choir director was definitely gay, brought us up to New York City, and okay, this is 1980. He was like, we're gonna stay with this other choir director living in Chelsea. Right. and. All of his friends were so fabulous—the the, skin-tight white polyester right, suit. Right, right, right. One of them was this guy with a huge afro. His how name was Robert you... Love. I'm ten years old.
0: Okay, you're ten years old, and, and these are
1: gay men listening to disco and smoking weird-smelling cigarettes amongst right. us kids. You know, and
0: you're at—how did you get to this Chelsea?
1: Oh, that we, we, it was choir camp. We were performing <laughs> at one of the cathedrals in town. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: and uh.
1: D- and you knew. I knew what was going on, but nothing ever happened with me. Uh, you know, another thing is, this has come up. B- b- there are a lot of stories of child molestation that are told on my podcast, right. Risk. And what's interesting is, like, I was always attracted to guys my own age. So I did a lot of exploration with. Like friends. Michael Jackson.
0: <laughs> yeah, No, not No, not mentally. I
1: mean, when okay. I was that I age. I know, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. No one's getting my fucking jokes today. All right, go <laughs> ahead. So I was never like... I, I think that if
1: an older man did approach me, I was savvy enough to be like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I'm totally on top of what's right, happening. Right, right, here, right, you right, know So I, I think I might have been able to cut them off at the past. Do you with think my anyone...
0: Tried? No. Or, all right. No, I
1: don't think so. Do
0: you know? I what? wasn't. I
1: wasn't the best looking
0: kid. Uh, but you redhead. <laughs> but do you know anyone that you went to school with that it happened to?
1: No, I don't actually. You know, it's fascinating to me when friends tell stories on risk right. because people will be like, "Well, yeah, I did try to murder my mother or something like that." No, no right. like, fucking way. Okay, I did not know that about you. Wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. No way. Oh yeah, there have been some a woman just shared a story it's going to be on in a couple of weeks she found out her father was into cannibalism (gasps) whoa Whoa. she discovered books and she was fed something once where she was
0: like (laughs) that is so fucking disgusting tune in in to to risk risk, (laughs) I can't do the show now because I don't have any cannibalism I've been
2: so curious haven't you ever been curious though Everyone's always of what
0: what human tastes like. Just no, I have not. I eat my cuticles. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Ugh! (laughs) Disgusting. Okay, so um, you go. You then go to college. Yeah, yeah. My first couple of coming out
1: experiences were actually really wounding. I it, when I was so.
0: in did you have any sexual experience? Oh yeah. in, in
1: high school. Oh yeah, or, in grade school and high school, I did stuff with with a. I, I the thing I would always say, wouldn't it be funny if we took off all our clothes? Right, right, yeah. right. So I was
0: I was rather manipulative. Now, did well, you did any of those people turn out to be gay? Uh, no, no, actually. And, uh-huh. you know,
1: I, and, and of course, you know, it would be awkward to talk to them now about right. it. Yeah.
0: Like, oh, hey, kids are always when...
2: doing that stuff with each other. And... Right. But I'm just, whatever. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, all right, you graduate high school and then. And then I go to NYU, where I
1: meet all the members of the
0: state. Now, what was your family like when you were like, I'm going to New York?
1: Oh, it was weird. I waited until uh, the week or maybe two weeks before going off to New York to tell my parents I was gay. Yeah. And you know what? I I came out to myself when I was 12. So Mm -hmm. my mom was like, well, if you knew when you were 12, for sure, why didn't you tell us? And I said, because you would have said, you're 12. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And it was funny. I, I sent my mom and my dad. Down, and I wrote out a speech on big index cards, right? And I did not take my eyes off the speech, I read it to them, and it had questions and answers that the like questions you might have, and the answers I'm giving you. And it ended with, Here's the name of a psychiatrist if you have a problem with all those cards. I don't, Fuck. oh my god, I know. The thing, do you remember the- anything? no not really i mean you, you know You probably conjure it though just put yourself oh, yeah i mean like, i was so, so filled with catholic talk right. that i'm sure it was mostly about how i truly believe that it's you know
0: so when you got into nyu yeah. right uh which is so expensive yeah um did they pay for it your parents
1: I had so many different scholarships and loans. Right. But my parents did end up paying for it eventually in the form of all the loans. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: it's a week before, Uh and did any of your siblings, the three above you, that are older than you, go to college?
1: Oh, yeah. Everyone went to college. But they
0: didn't go to New York.
1: Right, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I was was the special one in that way. Was
0: it always in your family, like... Oh, well, you know, Kevin, you know, like that. Because that's, I was the identified patient in my family. Like, well, she's out of, and it's like, no, you're all out of your fucking mind, Right, right. right.
1: There was definitely a recognition that I live in my own universe and that, and that, you know, some of the rules that apply to some of the other kids... They just give me a free pass on. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you come to NYU, you're in the village, Mm -hmm. you're 18 years old, Mm -hmm. you're gay.
1: My very first stop was Central Park to look for gay sex. So that's about
0: 1988, (laughs) right? Yeah.
1: And AIDS is very... Oh, it was yeah. so in your face. Act Up was huge. Right. Uh, I attended huge. a few meetings yeah. and marches when I was in college. So, right. so I never... like It's so interesting now to deal with so many younger people t- with the whole condoms issue. I'm like,
0: I just... Th- it, it was never even... There was no thought
1: about not using condoms. That's
0: I, I talked to you know young gay guys now too and it's
1: and, I, and i'm like, like do you
0: fucking understand yeah, like they you they just
1: insist they, on yeah
0: they don't it's like if you had been around it's, you know new york you can't talk about it well another um, problem another problem <laughs> is that
1: guys who are doing without condoms now right. are like spreading gonorrhea right, and herpes right. and, and everything there's else
2: and a flare up of hiv as
0: well yeah i'm
1: sure i'm it's, sure
0: it's watching my friends and watching these young people get sick mm. and die and yet these kids now are like eh, ne, 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 ne. and I mean look at how far we came we came really far with no help from the government yeah. mm-hmm. you know making this a terminal illness but you know fuck you oh you know God. for if you don't wear a condom you take us back and there'll be another strain of it you yeah. fucking assholes yeah. okay yeah. alright so you're going to Central Park and having yeah. anonymous sex. Now, like, how many nights a week would you?
1: Well, you know, at first when I was in college, it was just randomly here and there. The limelight was. Oh this yes, <laughs> I used to go to
0: the limelight. Yeah. They
1: used to have if you walked up to the bell yeah. tower, there was sex going on up there. But I was never engaging in anal sex. It was right. always just like blowjobs or rimming and right, stuff right, like right.
0: that. Oh, um, hi
1: kids! Fun stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> to play it. A new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment and more. Play it at play.it.
0: Have you heard of uh up I love up I love secondhand stores. Yeah, I know I know that you love secondhand stores and you told me that you um buy your winter clothes in Maui, which is really a good place. To buy winter clothes. It's actually a
2: perfect place to buy winter clothes. Because Why? you go to the secondhand stores on Maui, mm-hmm. and all of the tourists and people that decide they want you know to move there, they get rid of all their winter clothes. Mm-hmm. And they take them all to the secondhand stores. So it's a perfect place And then place you to get win. them cheaper. But here's the thing. I can't always go to Maui. Right. So wouldn't you rather do it quickly on the internet? Yes. The I intranet? Would, I would love if Hawaii was you know, far enough along to be able to... <laughs>
0: But, you know, sometimes like uh, you want to get like designer cl- like if I'm going to get a something secondhand or gently used, as they say, I it has to be well made and like good designers. Absolutely. And my kids do that, too. You know, like they'll buy like sneakers or like a used fucking hoodie. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but um, you can go on ThreadUp and ThredUp.com. Slash Judy. This really Slash Judy, and you get forty percent off your first order. Uh,
2: Truly, everything there is up to ninety percent off already. So you're getting forty percent off of ninety percent off. I mean, just go and order a whole bunch of shit so that you could get this big deal on a huge order, and get some clothes for. I mean, summer's no, but you can
0: also get. It's not only clothes. It's like they have stuff from coach shoes handbags free people lululemon uh j crew zara they have valentino shoes Mm -hmm. i mean valentino shoes are like a thousand (laughs) dollars and you'd get them for like 100 and then you get 40% off, you get them for $60. $1,000 $1, shoes. I mean, that's ridiculous. And
2: I, w- I was checking out the woods. So much of this stuff has never been used right. ever. It's brand new, uh, brand new styles. Everything is really up to date with what's hip and cool I'm right now. On,
0: I'm actually going on thread up today. It's I'm not so kidding, good. Because I need some clothes. I need. There's like certain things that I and I don't want to go out. I don't want to spend, you know, money retail, and I don't want to spend the time when I could just shop at home,
2: especially New York City. It's it's a nightmare. This is perfect, especially you know, you're a New Yorker. You're going to always be tight on cash, but if wherever you are, if you're an American,
0: if you're into shopping secondhand which I know a lot of people are mm. I mean a lot of people
2: when I go oh my god I love that and they're like oh I got it at a secondhand hand remember store. when people used to make fun of it and now it's like the chic thing
0: to do right now it's cool because the whole thrill of it is getting the deal yeah and now you can get the deal sitting in your apartment yeah and so, or house clothes wherever that, you live that may
2: not have even ever been used. Right,
0: you don't have to dig through that. The part, the, the shitty, the great part is getting the deal. The shitty part is going through everything. Hours you need to decide. Right. So it, this is like the greatest thing, it and it's is. like all cool, uh, trendy, like really hot kind of stuff. I'm going on there right now. threadupcom Judy for an extra additional forty percent off. It's already ninety percent off. Use
2: code Judy. That's like 9, 10, 11, 12. That's like 130%. You're basically making money by shopping right, here. Right, right. They're paying you. Yeah. Go go get yourself, get, you know, one of your buddies that knows how to stylize you and, 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 if and you're, go through the, if, the website. And you know that our president
0: is not into the EPA. Right. <laughs> and, and most clothes that are not used or thrown out go into landfills. Mm-hmm, that's true. And now you can wear them on your body yeah let's i mean help the and world you know it's like always like some rich person who's like oh i bought these and you know what i put them on and
2: i didn't like them and yeah how, how many how many pairs of you know pants or coats do you have sitting in your closet with tags still on them from oh. when you still got them you know well, not and me. now not me. now these are i mean, these trends are coming back around so. yeah that's right so go to thread dot com slash judy with got- code
0: judy also oh
2: up.com slash Judy, code Judy.
0: Oh, well, whatever. Promo code J-U-D-Y, all caps, okay? And you will be very, very happy. And sexy. I get the last word. So, um, you, you are in the theater program.
1: Well, I was studying film, actually. It's right. so funny because within, like, two weeks, I was like, oh, everyone here is so butch and right. into cinematography. And right. I'm not going to be a director. Right. There was so much, like... Masculine and, and just outright like misogyny, right, right there course. in Hello? the film school. Yeah, it was ridiculous. We had a, a teacher called Bor. Maybe I shouldn't. You say can his say his it. Name. His name was Boris Fruman and a young lady showed her class like on the first week.
0: That's a Jew bell. Anytime you mention a Jew, all right, go ahead.
1: <laughs> like the first week, some young lady shared her her movie, and he was like, "Yeah, you should stick to working in the kitchen."
0: No fucking way!
1: Yeah, in a thick Russian accent.
0: <laughs> Is he? Um, did he vote for Donald Trump? All right, oh so, um, so you move God. out of the film school.
1: Yeah, so so the state formed when I was a freshman. At NYU, Uh, This comedy group, 11 people, which is an absurd amount amount of people to have in a group. Uh, I was the only gay one, weirdly enough, because there were lots of guys who seemed kind of gay in the group. There was only one woman, which was also a strange dynamic. Oh,
0: hello. Um,
1: And uh, all white as well.
0: And how'd you get into this comedy group? I
1: actually deliberately said I saw their first show, was just amazed by the energy. it? It It was on the seventh floor of 720. Broadway and NYU, right. you know, little black box theater, the audience was so psyched right, like, as if they had seen this before. And it was the group's first right. show. Right. And there was just such an energy in the room. And I said to a friend of mine, I'm going to get in that group if it kills me. And my friend was like, you? Because I have a very like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde sort of personality. Right. So I said... I am going to stalk my way into that group. I started following Joe LaTrulio, a member of the group, around school because he was hot. Right. I... I was curious if there could ever right. be. And he was drop adding into a class and I was like, I'm going to drop add into that class too. Right, So I got into class with him and just started like making a point of hanging out with him. And one night he invited me out with all the other members of the state. I was like, this is my in. Right. I got really, really drunk. It's at a bar in the East Village. Took off all my clothes. No! And sang a wailing song uh, walking around the bar with a raised glass of Beer. I just made up a you wailing were in, song, right. and yeah, and they were like, "You're crazy. <laughs> Hang right. out with us more often." So yeah, yeah, I knew that was an audition, even as I was right, doing right, it. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you get in uh, yeah. to the slate, and the other members. They, do do you want to mention oh, some of their names?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Michael Lee and Black. He's right. he's doing the Bell House show in April, April 9th. I Risk love Michael. Show. Yeah, yeah. He's we great. did
0: we did. Um, Whatchamacallit, call it? Jim Gaffigan show together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: David Wayne directs a lot of stuff like Wet Hot American Summer. Right, right. Um, Tom Lennon and Ben Grant uh, were and Carrie Kenny were all in Reno Nine One One.
0: Right. So yeah, there's a lot. So of... well, but you're getting ahead. Uh huh. Because I, you are. I want to get to like you're in this group and you're the only gay. Yeah. And you feel it.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was weird because all the guys had to prove that they weren't. Right. They they, they all grew up being called musical theater fags. Right. So they felt this kind of need to be making fag jokes. Right. Right. And, you know, Carrie, because they will also make misogynist jokes, and she was just great at at coming right Right back back and nailing everyone, and and the room just falls like, oh, okay. But I was not good at that. I'm not. Good at confrontation. I'm very much like my father, just like a peacekeeper kind of guy. Right, right. So if a fag joke would come up, I would just kind of bluster and silently walk away. You know what I mean? It was not, it, it was, I didn't have the ego to compete so well in that group.
0: Well, you didn't, I mean, here, you know, you didn't, you probably never experienced it. Like I'm the token gay and she's the token women. Right. And we're all. Guys, yeah, you know, yeah. and entitled, oh, and we and, can, you know,
1: and she took on w- the one of the guys kind right, of right, role right. as well, you know, like in the way that she thought of how how to handle herself. Oh, in the you business. know, I read
0: yeah. when I was reading about you, I, I felt like similar in the fact that I would go to the clubs, at, and um, I was already with my ex at the time, but. You know, I would go out every night to do sets because I wanted to be a great comic, you mm. know? But I was never um, in the click. Mm. You know what I yeah, mean? Because yeah, yeah. I'd go home um, <laughs> and I'd do other things. But it was like, I, I didn't fuck any of the comics. Yeah. I was never like taken under anyone's wing. You know, it's. You know, where they. I mean, the only people. Margaret Cho and Rosie uh, are really the only people that you know gave me jobs and now Allie Wentworth Mm -hmm. but and it's women who've given me Mm. work Um, and it's just I just remember that feeling like I'm I'm not, I'm a little removed, yeah. and I can't, oh, God. I'm not I'm not in your little click, or like, how do I get in, but I'm not like you, like, Ugh. I can't, Yeah. it's such an uncomfortable feeling, because you're in, but you're not in.
1: It is, and if you look back at your past, you probably, like, mine. my reaction is, oh, if I could do it all over again, like, people are like, what would you do differently, and I'm like, well, I guess I would have tried to have been a lot more social, and a right. lot more, you know. I don't know networking and yada yada yada. I know it, I it, was it,
0: always, you know, I was always friendly and and but I never like they like the thing was that they would like go out with like important people yeah. or like become friends with important people exactly, and then those people would help them right, and I'm like. What's wrong with me that I can't fake a real I can fake right. a relationship with these Absolutely. You know what I mean? I, I was always
1: terrified of agents and managers and executives and I guess I never really put together that what those people want really is to have fun times drinking and hanging out with the creative people. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. And that that's where the moving forward really happens. Right. But yeah, I'm totally with you. I was like, oh my God, I'm not quite comfortable in that role. And, and, right. and, yeah, and, and it also comes from my family. The, I, I think that I grew up the odd man out in his own universe, all that sort of thing. So yeah. I brought that same totem pole dynamic into being a but member of I the But I also
0: state. felt like any time I would let a person in, yeah, they'd screw me over. You know, yeah. You know, you'd be like, oh, but I liked you, when I was trying to be. And they were like, it's all business, you know. Right. And you're like, oh fuck, I thought you were a human being. Right. You know what I mean? I couldn't fake the, I couldn't fake the, you know. Yeah, we're really close, and let's get our pictures taken, and we're gonna be in the tabloids. (laughs) Yeah. There's
1: no counting on people being human and and friendly the whole way through. Right. But
0: it was so funny because in the guy in our in comedy in the 80s and 90s the guys that would always help the other guys oh yeah you know yeah it's like would there be kevin james without ray romano right you know right right Um, right and and there was a lot of that you know and those guys didn't
2: understand queerness at all so if there's a queer woman or a queer man they don't know what to do with you right they don't realize that they don't have to do anything with you.
1: Right. Well, my contribution to the state was always, okay, now a little something from the totally whacked out queer guy. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like like and that was great. Right. That was
0: super, super fun. That you know So wait, so you get into this group. Yeah. So but you had planned it out. So that was one thing you did that. That was really good. worked. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you get into this group mm-hmm. and are you you're feeling like the odd man out yeah. I always feel like the odd man out too yeah. um but you're getting you know you're in
1: oh yeah yeah the group the thing about the group it was 11 people and it was so
0: Super
1: competitive. Right. Super, so because, you would
0: pitch to one another. Right. Exactly. So does, if people don't know, this was on MTV. Yeah.
1: it was. Um, on, uh, it was we did 30 episodes for MTV. Right. Yeah. And uh, all sketch comedy. You know, um, our, our heroes were Monty Python right. and early SNL. And we never had comedy training. That's a right. funny thing. Like nowadays, everyone's got an education right, in right, comedy. Right, we were right. just going from instinct. So it was, there was a real authentic friend energy happening that you right. could read between it. a little bit like you can see that in Kids in the Hall or right. or, or Mr. Show from yeah. around that same era. Um So yeah, it was very fun, but there was that thing where whoever wrote the sketch got to cast the sketch. And here's right. the thing, in any group, people have different talents. Like right. some people are just going to be better writers than others right. and can just kind of like Piss the stuff out. Right. So naturally, those guys just rose to the top and became powerful and were constantly casting so themselves. So it
0: was, there was a click within the click.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there was definitely a, once the doors are closed, you can see that so-and-so knows to get friendlier with the producers. Right. And, hey, and I'll to- vote for your sketch if right. you vote it for mine. It was like,
0: I remember, because you get a feeling. You get the feeling. Because yeah. it's a, it's a, it's you know it's a familiar feeling of oh I see what's going on mm-hmm. um, but watching it happen it's so and you want to go when you see someone sucking up you know to yeah. get it's yeah. so infuriating when they succeed <laughs> and you're like but I have integrity I have integrity and it's like right why didn't I have a little less integrity you know <laughs> Um. so there were stories I read stories um By the way, uh, you're recurring... The show was listed as one of the 100 greatest shows of all time. Mm. In Rolling Stone, by the way. Last year. Yeah. Um,
2: What are you doing on your phone? I'm uh, Facebook living.
0: Oh. Whatever. It all has to do with the show. I'm not not texting. Because you're doing the nodding. He's nodding and looking at his phone, which is so fucking annoying. Um, (laughs) So you're on the state and your your popular recurring sketch was the jew the italian and the redhead gay
1: yeah which was kind of a coming out sort of thing right we but
0: you came out in 94 which was Mm -hmm. pretty early yeah you know it's like because i I, i've often said on the show um i came out like probably 96 Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. 95 Mm -hmm. for sure because i had a kid but um and i was like oh and i'm not fucking i was i was never in but th- i really was like i'm gay you know yeah uh, <laughs> and, and then we were embraced as the you know oh wow like come help us and now it's like you know so and so who's been in the closet for 30 years decides to come right, out and they're right, a fucking right. hero right you right know? right 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 so you come out you're doing that and it, these are three superheroes Well, it was
1: basically David Wayne, Ken Marino, and I sat down. We said, we've never written a sketch before. What could we... What's a sketch that only the three of us could be in? So we decided that, and we
0: just... Were you the three that would never get approved? Like, so you would go and pitch a... a, uh, a, a sketch and and everyone had a vote it's right it's
1: funny david was kind of that way it, it, he would write the most ridiculously absurd sketches that you know didn't make a lot of sense and i loved them right and he just never gave up the group would not vote for his sketches for a couple of years and he wouldn't give up until he right. finally wore everyone down and and i I look back and I'm like, wow, I should have really taken more of a a lesson from him to just... Never give up. Never, you know, just keep facing that rejection. And no
0: one... How would you get... Did anyone get kicked out or...
1: Yeah, we had what we would call... uh, uh, midnight meetings, you know, it started in college where, right. where, you know, we would all be like, well, we'll be drunk enough around midnight. Let's call someone in and kick them out of the group. I mean, it was, it was, at, which created in the group this feeling of, uh-oh. I might be next. Right. Um, yeah. that,
0: that's horrible. Yeah.
1: And MTV, by the way, gave us the same sort of overall message. Like, they were never super, super, oh, my God, we're so thrilled with you guys, and here's to your continued success. Right. Instead, they would say things that would insinuate, you guys might not be here tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean? I which, hate which, that. Yeah. And that
0: they jerked off to that, right. too. <laughs> um, so you're in the state um th- there was one sketch i i read that you they kept saying no 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 so you decided to go out and film it yourself. oh
1: yeah 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 that's that's the taco man yeah yeah, yeah. Da- david me and uh, michael Ian black wrote this sketch about a uh, the the mailman is has stopped delivering the mail and it's just delivering tacos to everyone instead <laughs> and It was absurd and the group, we we pitched it and it got three votes, the three of us who wrote it. So David was like, listen, we're doing this big, big, big budget sketch next week that none of us are cast in. Let's show up for moral support for everyone, but we'll just go to someone's house in a nearby suburb and ask if we can use their front lawn and shoot this sketch on a super cheap like home video camcorder. And we made it, and the group was like, okay, it's really funny. And now it's one of the best-known sketches we've ever done. And,
0: and they said fucking no.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yes.: yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: Um, okay, so you have a major success with this show. Everyone goes on to become like.
1: Yeah. Everyone, everyone. I mean, when the group, what happened was we quit MTV. Right. And we tried to go to CBS. That was a disaster.
0: And And we're (laughs) at CBS Play.Shit right now. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, what
1: happened was uh, Les Moonves was coming into the picture then, so he wasn't even sure who we were. So it was very confusing. It was very confusing. So they let us go. And then we were in this contractual hell for a while where it's like, wait, are we working here or not? Or yada yada. And and we all started starving, basically, while we weren't sure what was going to happen next. Right,
0: because they would say, hold on, hold on, hold on. On, right. but, and you can't book anything else right. they would have a hold on you but right. they wouldn't pay you yeah hmm.
1: so eventually the backstabbing started and uh, three of the members of the group pitched a show to comedy central without you guys without the rest of us and then went on to big success with that so what the was gr- the show Viva Variety. Not big success, but But that eventually led to Reno 911. Right. So, anyway, there was a lot of tension and anger and upset in the group around that time. Right. Now it's water under the bridge because now we're old enough to look back and be like, well, we were starving. Everyone had to figure out something to do. You know what I mean? It was almost self preservation.
0: And you decide.
1: And I chose that part of my life to kind of like start drinking a hell of a lot more and to
0: prostitute yourself
1: and develop uh, terrible stage fright right. and social anxiety and stopped going to you know there was a place called Luna Lounge where uh, everyone oh really yeah, that yeah. was
0: another place I couldn't get into because um, and I would. I remember I'd be like well I tell stories I tell stories you know and they're like you're not alternative And you, I, I, I'm that like that is insane they wouldn't let me do they make uh, you know? I was in com- it was, and it was so weird because I didn't. I felt like I belonged in the comedy clubs, but I wasn't fitting it like like you. I was like one right, pl- a right, little removed right. because I was just trying to right wanted to be great comic. You know, oh my god! And then I wa- I told stories I never told like. But oh, boom! But oh, boom! But oh, boom! And it was like I couldn't get into either fucking click. I was
1: so nervous the first time I performed at Luna Lounge, the, and the place was absolutely—it was so packed. packed that Jeffrey Ross, who was the host, couldn't get off the stage. Right. And everyone was sitting Indian style, you know, cross-legged because right. there's no chairs. Right. So there's no aisle. I blanked out in the middle of my the first paragraph of like a ten-paragraph monologue. And I was so freaked out that I looked at Jeff Ross and I said, I can't do this. And I started to try to flee the theater, which meant having to like step over Over everyone in the crowd to get to the door. And everyone's like, oh, no, you can do it. You can do it. Someone grabbed my foot and I'm crowd surfing. They put me back up on the stage. And I was like, okay, th- they're calling the shots here. So right. I did finish the monologue. And everyone thought it was great. They didn't know I was genuinely terrified. <laughs> right,
2: right, right. <laughs> so, so... That's that, like 8 Mile. That scene <laughs> where he goes up the freestyle.
0: <laughs> I love you. So you are not making any money.
1: No. I was starving and drunk and you know pitching stuff auditioning for stuff but just not knowing how to make it work and that was 12 years of
0: that right so you develop stage fright you Mm -hmm. develop you lose all your confidence Mm -hmm. you kind of have a a breakdown,
1: yeah, in a way, absolutely. And
0: did you were a prostitute? Well, I was actually. I th- want to get to the prostitute. The, the prostitute thing that was
1: before the state was hired by oh, MTV. Oh, okay. So that was just, be- that was after college and before landing. When on you feet. were hot, 20s, when you right? were hot. You're right, exactly. <laughs> like, when which your I ass even, was tight, which I didn't even realize I at know. the time. Right. You know, yeah.
0: And and was well, I, you have to tell me that what was.
1: Up. You know, I had a roommate. Who had, I, I never knew where he was getting his money. I did know that he looked like a 1950s kid in a Disney movie. Right, you know, right. like he had these like all American boy looks. Right, right. And he was, I didn't know how he was getting the rent paid. But one night I was like, oh my God, the rent's due on Monday and I don't have it. Right. And he said, listen, Kevin, a lot of people don't realize this, but prostitution can be a lot of fun. And he said, you just have to follow what I call <laughs> <laughs> the seven laws of successful whoring. Okay. He had this all mapped out and they were cute little phrases. I only remember three of them. One was um, hard to get an easy bet, which means that you're supposed to be coy and, and uh, I, I don't know, like you, you're, you're supposed to act like it's not going to be so right, easy. Right, that right, Someone's right. got to work for you. Um Another was um money before honey which meant you know you yes, should you should you have the money in your pocket exactly yeah. and the third one i remember was uh, sweetie phone home which meant uh, based on et phone home right. but, it, but it meant you should call someone before you go anywhere with a john to to, tell to say them. hey here's i'm going to such and such an address Right. Yeah, yeah. um now there were two at least two very popular Hustler bars at that time, and Giuliani has since gotten rid of them. Right. Um, one was called The Rounds, and it was so amazing because it was right. like very David Lynch. There was literally like blue and red velvet and smoke and right. people singing on a on piano, and it was all... Old, like everyone looked like Rush Limbaugh, like right. like old, hot, big bankers, yeah. except for the young guys. So it right. was a split between the bankers and the and the twenty three year olds who and all looked like River Phoenix. And the bankers
0: were all like married with kids. Oh yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, I got to that bar that night trying this out, and a guy who looked a lot. like Were
0: you nervous? Oh, I was so were you, nervous. What did you wear? What did you wear?
1: Oh, I don't even remember. But okay. probably, you know, it was all very my own private eye. Very, like, grungy, you know, Kurt Cobain sort of uh, wear. So anyway, no, this guy who does look like uh, Rush Limbaugh grabs my hand Mm -hmm. and puts it up into the light and shows it to a friend of his. And he says, look at that hair on the back of his hand. That means there's hair on his ass, too. And they dropped my hand and walked away.
0: No way. I'm
1: not kidding. Like, I was a piece of meat at the fucking butchers.
2: No way. Was that awesome or
0: horrifying? That's fucking why I, horrifying. I don't have any hair on my ass. I don't have hair on my ass. Okay. I never heard of that science So experiment. it was like, oh, I want this piece of meat. I want that cut. Uh, yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. did you get? Did you get? Were you successful that night?
1: That night, I went home with a total douchebag, and I was so confused about my friend Ray's seven laws. Right. That, that, that I fucked everyone. I didn't call home. Right. I did. I was, and in the cab, I was confused about. Wait, I'm supposed to have money first. What are we doing? <laughs> right. I was You're trying like to, sweetie,
2: before honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money before. <laughs> uh, fuck.
1: I, I was. I said to him, oh, "Wait, we've got to negotiate the terms," and he was like what term get your fucking dick out he's trying to get my dick out in the cab and I was like no no wait we haven't discussed this yet and it turned into like a Laurel and Hardy style shoving match in the back and finally I just jumped out because he had proposed that we were going to do a quote unquote half session whatever that meant at his place for $75 I was like wait a minute I didn't really discuss money with right. Ray. Right, and what the fuck but, but is a I was, half I, session? I, I
0: don't know, but I yeah. was like, look... So like, he wanted to play with your dick, but he didn't want... In the wa- cab, and yeah. And he didn't want you to play with his dick.
1: Oh, I don't even, I don't know what he wanted me to do with right. him. We didn't even get that far. I jumped out of that cab eventually. Right. And it was so funny, because I screamed, I was like, I'm going to get back at him. So I yelled at him, you want to suck my cock, you can pay for it first. And I slammed the cab door, and then I was like, oh, I didn't embarrass him. There's right. like... <laughs> 20 people gathered around (laughs) me on 6th Avenue. Right, right.
2: (laughs) Miss.
1: (laughs) Uh, So I went back the next night, and I was like armed with more of Ray's advice and everything.
2: And this time
1: I met this really, really nice, normal-seeming guy from Philadelphia who was married with kids. And... He said, "Look, we're not going to go home tonight because I can tell you're a total newbie, and right. I don't want to make you do something that you really, really right. don't want to do. So take a night to sleep on it, and if uh, the next day, if on Sunday you're still maybe interested, then let's let's do it. So the next day, Sunday, I was like, I still need the fucking run. Right. You know, this is turning into an epic weekend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so- I met him at his hotel room. We start talking and I get really nervous. We have a six pack. Right. And I get nervous because I don't like older men. I've right, never right, been right. attracted to older. How old to is older. he at this he time? He was probably in his late 40s. Okay. And, you know, I was about 22 or 23. Right. And we start talking, and one thing I do love is just gabbing, right. especially over alcohol. So we start drinking, and he, it comes out that he served in Vietnam. And I was oh like, my oh, my God. oh, tell me all about right. Vietnam, and oh I God, would not stop asking him about it. And eventually, it was, was just like, really awkward. He was like, yeah. Let's go to bed. And I just kind of lay there. I wasn't. I didn't want to do anything, and I, and it, I just lay there really while right. he, he did some things to me.
2: Um, <laughs> nice.
1: And the. Next Next morning there was three hundred dollars in a little dish by the bed and there was a note that says I'm downstairs at the diner. So I came down to the diner and he said, I don't think this is gonna work. I don't think you're cut out for this. Right. And he said, and I gotta tell you, you really ruined things with all the Vietnam. Ah!
0: You paid your rent.
1: (laughs) I did. That was the end. I was like, he's right. I am not cut out for this. Right, right. There was just something about the... It was, I, I, you know, I, I suppose I could have learned to because stomach you're not the set. It's exactly yeah, it's
0: like the, the thing with you being exactly, in that group. Exactly. It's, you, you got to play fake a part, it. and yeah. you can't do it. I yeah. know, I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's, You've
1: got to be a little bit of a con artist, right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I can't. I couldn't live with myself. All right, you have to leave, and we're not even halfway done. Oh, my God. Part two. So uh, we have to do a
2: part two. Yeah, like, no, like that would be awesome. Week. I would love that. Yeah, let's talk about it. All right, but, <laughs> I'll email you Friday. Awesome. May I mean, uh,
0: fuck, I'm so into this conversation. I know. Keep talking uh, about Vietnam. I know, right? Um, <laughs> should we? We'll ask one of the two questions. Okay. 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 Oh. Okay. All right. Let's ask we'll the ask, first one, right? Yeah. Let's um, are you have you ever been on antidepressants? I say yes. yes yes. I
1: have I am not now now I'm doing something now which is very controversial what I got off of antidepressants about a year and a half ago what were you on I was on Cymbalta which my god that's I have to warn you that can give you severe vertigo
0: oh I've been on every fucking have you yes
1: yeah well for me that that one did not work Um, but I was also on Wellbutrin which seemed seemed to work just fine yeah um no, I went off of antidepressants because I had been on them for years and years and years. But then, several months ago, I maybe maybe about eight months ago, I switched to what they call microdosing. Right. Which is where you take a tab of LSD. And, oh, yes!
0: I read about yeah, this! You, it's you, supposed to be amazing.
1: You have to measure out very, very specifically right. to make sure you're only taking about a sixth of the right. tab once every three days.
2: People also do this with psilocybin.
1: Yes, with mushrooms. As well, Sub-sula. right, right. Sub-sula. D- depending on what Sub-sula. I don't know absolutely.
0: Is... You <laughs> yeah. are obsessed with me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. There was a whole article in the Times a couple weeks ago about this. Okay. It's been, it
1: has been good for me. What it on days that I dose like yesterday was one of those days. I will feel um, like like I've got extra energy, focus. Like I'm more just up and interested in life and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like I don't know, Generally, the those days are good days. The next two days, I don't know that I notice all that much specifically. Like you have to take two days off so that you don't develop a, a tolerance right. for it. Um and I guess overall people are like, Well, how has it been overall in comparison to antidepressants? And I'm like, Well, it's hard to say because in the middle of this period of my taking this stuff. Trump was something.
0: I know, right? <laughs> it's like destroyed. <laughs> that could give you a weird trip. <laughs> Wait. So how did you get into the microdosing?
1: It was actually um I I read a bunch of articles. There were there were people have shared story there's a fellow who shared a story on Risk about how he got over severe what do they call obsessive compulsive disorder with a huge mushroom trip uh we haven't run that on the podcast yet but uh but yeah so I started reading up a little bit more about this and I was like well that sounds really interesting and I remembered having very positive experiences with hallucinogens when I was in college Mm -hmm. but it had been a long time
0: right so yeah so far how did you get off the other stuff
1: uh, just gradually with both of them. As, and did as you much with it like d-
0: under a doctor's care? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, the,
1: the Cymbalta um, was the harder one. Yeah. To get and off that
0: of. also is a painkiller. So I was on that because I have arthritis. Oh, and, you know, and they put me on that, but that was not good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was dizzy and like yeah. Bad, bad. Yeah. Um. Wow. I want to yeah. hear more about this uh, microdose. Well, can you function on the. Microdose day. Oh,
1: absolutely. That. Yeah, yeah. Like I even want to like exercise and shit. Like
0: wow, that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it just clears out your neural pathways. I
1: think so. Yeah, I think it open opens things up for you a bit. Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Wow, I can't wait to talk. Come, this is part one. I'm not kidding. Yeah, hey. let's do it. Yeah, we'll you be in promise because we're yeah, not absolutely. even half. I'm not even done talking to oh, you. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. I love
2: you. I love you. I love <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, you know what? Kevin was like maybe you want to remind Judy of who I am maybe she doesn't know who I am I did your she fucking did, show she did my show once but who knows I was like dude yeah I mean shut
0: the fuck up you were in the She's last laugh
1: too yes, right yes, that's yes, phenomenal yes. yeah, Thank you. love that
0: I, they taped way more than they used but whatever yeah. um Thank you, Kevin Allison. Thank Where you. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, you can find my podcast at risk show.com or wherever podcasts right. are. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Kevin Allison.
2: And uh, he was just on Keith and the Girl. Yeah. And you were fantastic. Oh, and thank you can you. still hear that episode. No, um, we don't the love-
0: do the Keith and the Girl here.
2: Well, it's their 12 year anniversary today. Oh, happy anniversary. <laughs> um, how come I'm not on it? You can
0: be on it any time. Okay. They have a
2: marathon coming up. Yes, by. I said I would do that. You
0: should drop by. I will. Okay. Um, Keith, I'm not kidding. We can't.
2: <laughs> I'm Kevin.
0: I mean, Kevin. That was oh, my Keith fault. Oh, Keith and the girl. Fuck, shit. Sorry. Kevin.
2: She calls me girl all the time.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just... fucking... Oh, I hate you today. No, you um, do. Pr- promise me, Kevin. Definitely. All right. Um... Thank you, Kev. And we haven't done what pisses you off yet. So we're, we have a lot to talk about. Um, no, this do. is part one of Kevin Allison. Uh, I'm Judy Gold. I am the host owner of this <laughs> podcast. You're not. No arguments here. I am the masochist. Yes. Um, thank you all for listening. And as we always say, so long.